0: You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Welcome to Voluntary Vixens, where Jesse and Maddie give a female voice to news and pop culture with a libertarian twist. Join us to stay informed and challenged while keeping it sane, peaceful, and most importantly, voluntary. Voluntary. Hello, Vixies. This is Maddie of the Voluntary Vixens podcast here with Jesse, per usual, my wonderful co-host. Hello. And we have a very special, very very excited to have this guest on, but uh, we have the pleasure to introduce you to Mr. John McAfee.
1: Well, thank you for having me on,
2: guys. No problem.
0: So... Um, I'm probably not technologically savvy enough to talk about anything <laughs> from your professional world or life, um, but you seem to be, and based on all evidence I've ever read or heard about you, you kind of dabbled in a lot of areas, and um, you know, those are my favorite, most interesting people to talk to, so all right. we're looking forward to kind of picking your brain, seeing what you got to say, and kind of, you know, maybe going down a few rabbit holes and different areas we didn't expect to talk about so
1: let's do it
2: this is it yep all right um one of the things that we definitely wanted to you know this is just sort of like a cliche thing but we did want to kind of get an idea of like just how did you get started like um, a lot of libertarians and ANCAPs and uh voluntarists are really big fans of yours so What do you think it was that kind of got you going in that direction?
1: The the political direction of libertarianism. I I mean, I've I've always held principles that um, were virtually identical to libertarian principles, many of them. Um, And uh, I mean, they're very simple principles that then body could uncover, just observing the world around me. When I ran in 2016, I started out in the cyber party. I was forming my own party, but good heavens, it's such a nightmare trying to get um, registered in all 50 states. And I mean, you know, actually uh, becoming any political power in America is virtually beyond uh, Mm -hmm. the the reach of any except the wealthy and the connected. So uh, we've we've virtually lost our. uh, uh, Democratic republican mm-hmm. um, but no, I just—I've always—I've always lived the way I live. I, I live I, what people tell me is a libertarian lifestyle. Uh, I shifted parties in 2016 just because libertarians were registered and there was nothing uh, on the uh, uh, libertarian table that was offensive. Um, so there you have it.
0: All right, kind of just worked hand in hand. I'm sorry? I said it kind of just went hand in hand.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
0: And then, so, 2016, um, like, I didn't get too in the weeds with the Libertarian (laughs) Party (sighs) weeds, literally. That's what they kind of ended up being, it seems. But I was surprised to see that you were kind of ready to jump back in and mess with those people again, because... In some ways, they're just the same sort of party politics that we see in the Democrats and the Republicans. Oh, well, absolutely, we absolutely. Like.
1: <laughs> it, it's nothing more than a platform. I mean, That's no, true. the politics are worse actually because yeah. they're more pe- they're more petty. Um, <laughs> the tinier <laughs> the tinier your domain is, the fiercer you fight for it. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's terrible. Nevertheless. <clears throat> this year, I'm not playing any games with anybody. I mean, people ask me what my my platform is. That I don't. I don't have one. Um, how can anybody have a platform uh, in a world where none of us have any real information? Uh, all the information is held by secret agencies uh, within our government: the CIA, the FBI, the NSA, mm-hmm. uh, and it's. Uh, you know, uh, parceled out in tiny tidbits uh, to Congress, uh, the president, based on the president and the Congress's need to know. Uh, the CIA calls uh, presidents transients. Transients, yep. they're there yep. for four years, eight at the most. <coughs> CIA people are a lifetime. You don't ever quit from mm-hmm. the CIA. That doesn't happen. They don't retire. You're there for life. And they view presidents as incompetent, uh, know nothing about the truth of um, uh, world politics, uh, political alliances, histories, cultures, language, religions, nothing. And they don't have time in eight years to learn all of that, quite frankly. So I don't know. Maybe the CIA has a point. But in any case, we don't have information. The truth, we have just what? Uh, is told to the government and then what the government wants to tell to the press and then what the press wants to tell to us good lord um who knows what the truth is i just want to wake people up to the fact that we don't have the truth mm-hmm. we don't have privacy um we're losing our rights uh, america is moving rapidly in the direction of a police state uh, no one would know that more than me since the American police state has been after me for quite some time. Um, So I I don't have a platform. I don't have any answers for anyone. Um, And if anybody tells you they do, they're either lying to you or they're lying to themselves, uh, which is even worse. And nobody, nobody from the Libertarian Party is going to be president this year and not the next election. It's not going to happen until our system is fixed we have a two-party system that has a stranglehold on american politics and um
2: would you say that the reason why those two parties have a stranglehold maybe because they play ball so well with fbi FBI and cia and and, and,
1: well of course of course they they know they know that that if they go too far with one another then the entire system will collapse and someone will sneak in. They're not gonna let that happen. And Ross Perot came the closest and that was that was the end. They're not, gonna, they're not gonna open that door ever again. Um so we're not gonna be president. Um and and if we get up on stage and these idiotic questions, Mr. McAfee, what will you do your first day in office? <laughs> yeah. Um I wanna do what I said at the last debate at the Libertarian Party. When I'm not going to answer that ridiculous question because uh, I'm not going to have the first day in office. Uh, Neither are any of the other candidates standing on stage with me in this debate. Um, And uh, we know that, you all know that. um, uh, The tragedy is we're pretending that we don't. And there are actual adults watching us on national television right now Mm-hmm. Talking absurdities. We've got to stop that, people. Let's face the reality that we find ourselves in. We're not going to get to be president. Okay, so forget that. What can we do? Um, we can understand that we ourselves created the nightmare that we live in in America. Um, we actually vote for people who spend outrageous sums of money to get the job. Now. I, I don't know about you, but if someone's applying because these people are applying for the job, applying for a job that pays $250,000 a year, but you pay $100 million to get it, then there's not much wrong with this picture. We're idiots because if you're willing to spend money to get the job, then there's no need. I'm not spending any money. I'm reaching all kinds of people. If you wanted to spend that kind of money to get the job, whoa! there's a reason more than, I want to serve the American people.
0: I hate not that. <laughs> only,
1: not only am I going to sacrifice four years or maybe eight years of my life serving you people, I'm going to pay $100 million for the privilege of doing so. Please, God, what's wrong with that picture? <laughs> Corruption. Yeah. And we vote for them. I know. We should be voting for people that we have to drag kicking and screaming into the office. Mm-hmm. We, we know will be the ones that do the right job. I mean, do you think this is? <laughs> look, look at how America started. Its first president, George Washington. Good Lord, that man was old. He wanted to fish on the Potomac River. And please <laughs> leave me alone. Listen, I saved your sorry asses as general of the war. Risk my life. I'm not doing anymore. But in all seriousness, what options were there? I mean, you've got Thomas Jefferson, brilliant uh, architect of the Constitution. And the, good God, he, he couldn't even manage his own house um, with the chaos going on. Benjamin Franklin, good. Lord, he did not want the job even worse than Washington did, and he would be terrible at it. He'd be drunk all the time, and it would be overflowing with prostitutes. And that's what <laughs> Benjamin Franklin was, um, and, and so who was there? I mean, the only stable, uh, sober, experienced organizer and leader was George Washington, and he said, "George, you have to do this." No, they took him to him screaming, but. He didn't. Um, so I did probably did more service for America than any other president, having gone through the Continental, of uh, you know the the Revolutionary War, which is not exactly a pleasant war. No, um, no. And and you know led through to success. Let the poor man be, because he said, I I, I don't want to dish. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, I've been on a, I've been on a horse and in a bunker uh, for five years. So can you just let me go? We need that today, please people see this. What idiot votes for a man or a woman who pays tens of millions of dollars to get the job? And you say, oh, well, they're not paying, it's their backers. Well, I don't give a shit who's paying it. Somebody's paying it? Somebody's paying. Why are we voting for them? We should be, you know, uh, voting for some school teacher who's wearing a raddish coat, but clean, um, you know, and who's on social media or something talking like, I'm talking to you. What's the cost? I don't know. I've, the little pad here is probably less than $1,000. I've got, but no, it doesn't take much. And yet mm-hmm. we vote for people who not only spend money, for so the second half of the presidency are really campaigning for the next term. I mean, yep. oh, how yep. shit people? What is wrong with us? Stop. Take a look at yourselves. And at least vote. I mean, wouldn't you rather vote for a derelict on the street? I mean, in all seriousness. Because you're electing someone who already has enough power to accumulate enough money to buy the job. Um, and buy the job, by buying ads to convince you through subtle uh, mental manipulations that this is the right woman or man for this job. And, um, that's what it's all about. I'd rather have a derelict that has no power, no concept, because he's not going to screw us, is he? Mm -hmm. He doesn't have the wherewithal. Wouldn't know how. Um, and and maybe if we were lucky, he would spend four years uh, drinking wine uh, every day and doing nothing because really, <laughs> it, if, if we our were lucky, yeah, the senators did nothing. I, I believe there'd be an improvement
2: mm-hmm.
1: because the something that they do is what—the only thing they truly experience—that taking money from one pocket and putting it into theirs to a complex webwork of income taxes and everything else which goes to this program and that program, which subcontracts to corporation ABC and, and mm-hmm. XYZ, both of which are owned by Senator Smith or whoever. Yeah. Oh, please God, that's that's what's happening. Here. We I can think stop it's it by refusing to vote for them. Or why don't we all choose a policy? Let's choose only those people who have never experienced political office. Now, yeah. wouldn't that be something? Or I mean, is it related fit... to
2: somebody? I'm sorry? Or maybe somebody who's not related to somebody who's been in political <laughs> office. <laughs> that might you know, be a I... good start. Well, yes, but I mean,
1: I'd settle for just not being in <laughs> political office, all right? Uh, you know, and, and people go, oh, my God, where all the experience of this firm, the only experience they have is in taking our money in all seriousness. There's no magic to government. It's numbers, people. How many people do we need to build the roads, which is our job, and do the things we're supposed to do? I mean, give them a fucking calculator um, or a piece of pencil and paper and get them to work. But no, all of these pie-in-the-sky plans and programs and... You know, I'm, I'm surprised we, we don't have a program to go back to the moon yet. Um, the only reason <laughs> is that no one can figure out how to get the money from that program into their pocket. And so they ignore it. I, I go, oh, but wake up, America. You, me, all of us caused this mess by our lackadaisical attitudes, by our gullibility to mm-hmm. propaganda from individual mouths and government agencies. Wake well, up. We, are ad- we are adults here. I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: Well, part of me wonders if the way that, you know, that's one of the questions I wanted to ask you is if you thought that liberty, like true liberty was ever capable in this country, because it seems like a large majority of people, they really want to have somebody tell them what to do all the time. And then there's a few of us that don't that want to just be left alone, and just yeah. Don't and we'd tell rather them what make
0: to our do. our own decisions. Yeah.
1: Well, no. Listen, it's not that people want to have somebody else tell them what to do because really, I, I take issue with that, and I think if you think about just yourself and people you know, who the hell wants to be told what to do all the time, right? I mean that's that's why marriage is, should have a warning. Um, you know, the, um, it just, it just happens. Mm-hmm. Um, the, um, God, yeah. You know, how am how I going to fucking describe this? People want to avoid decisions where the responsibility, if it were on them, might be terrible if something goes wrong. they do understand. Like, I don't know, Lord, I hear the bridge is out or might be out. Should I drive through the snow because I'm trying to get to my family at Christmas morning, which actually happened to me once um, in, in the Colorado Rockies um, or or not. See, in a time like that, the average person might go, oh, I need to call an authority. What's an authority? I mean, somebody in uniform, maybe? Uh, the head of the CDC, who fucking knows but someone that you can um, shift the responsibility of those things you should be doing for yourself onto their shoulders. And then the problem with this is that it is not possible Mm -hmm. to shift your responsibilities onto anyone. I mean, other than the responsibility for taking out the garbage, if you can pay your brother a quarter or something, I I don't know, but, but no, the real responsibility. Uh, for the the uh, results of the repercussions of your decisions and your actions. No, nobody wants that. However, if you do want that, then you know what comes with it. All the other controls you don't want. Can't smoke weed. Can't do this with your own body or mind. Uh, can't, can't drink see- raw milk.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I was going to say um, I was just see- seeing. Uh discussion that they're busy at work in Washington trying to figure out how and where and who's allowed to sell raw milk. Like, we don't need these people.
1: No. <laughs> what the hell is wrong? But we put them there, you understand. I know. Blindly, because they paid the most money and they looked the nicest and they had the prettiest teeth. Or, or they... They had developed an ideology which just happened to match yours, and you're right there in that massive norm that dips elections, Uh, then yes. But other than that, do you even know anything about candidates, anything at all, other than what is polished, Um, removed, swept under the rug, Um, you know? We written in some way, or or there's let's put a spin on that incident, Senator Rice. Right? So, no, you know nothing about him. I mean, I put out two campaign videos. My first one uh, was just random videos of me, uh, you know, random periods of my life, getting arrested uh, <laughs> multiple times on on that one little video, and um, talking to Larry Larry King. Uh, we're smoking weed. I mean, all of these were in there. So that's me. The one I put out today is I went, I well, we, my team, we went through um, years of literally thousands of, of headlines that involved, you know, my name My name showed up and, and picked the absolute worst. Like, um, you know, uh, uh, John McAfee, drug addled, and um, uh, living with uh, uh, prostitutes and guns. I mean, things like, no, seriously, I mean, you, you know, you go, how did make that up? Uh, some <laughs> things, which I'd never even heard before, like uh, John McAfee, uh, charged with a second murder. I was never charged with the first one, but, but a second one really caught, like, there's only one headline that showed up, I don't know where that collection came from, but all of them, really bad, nothing good. And I just put them, all in, put them all in one video with some decent music and just put the ad out today. So, because I, I, I can't put videos out of here's how we're going to solve the immigration problem because I don't want jack shit about it in my case, anybody, <laughs> We don't have any clue. Um, but, um, but I am that my next video is going to be very dark about the homeless. Here is the issue. The real issues that we have to deal with are always swept under the rug. Homeless. I don't know where you live, but if you've ever visited uh, Los Angeles or you know, uh, anywhere on the, the western uh, seaboard in the past couple of years, you will have noticed we have a homeless problem. And if you will take the time, no matter which city you live in, to park your car near an overpass, then I dare you to find a single bridge anywhere near an urban area that does not have multiple homeless people living under it. Are we even aware of it? No. So (laughs) we have acquired videos of just squalor, desperation, people frustrated and alone. And, and And this is a video that's gonna shock people. Because how can we address a problem if if we do not know the full extent of it? Mm-hmm. You can't pull a tree out of the ground if you don't know what the root system looks like, can you? No. Oh, so you have to understand it. So I'm going to over the next year, every week glaringly put out a video of the real problems in America that we just don't talk about, how we treat our elderly. Do you realize that the Chinese, when they hear that, that um, children or grandchildren of America uh, will put their parents or grandparents in a home yeah. uh, and let other people deal with them?
0: Who hate them how- usually?
1: I'm sorry, yeah.
0: I was going to say people who generally hate them and are uh, like resent their own jobs and taking care of these sick yep. people
1: yes, absolutely but 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 that's a horrific concept to the <laughs> Japanese, yes. the Chinese, yep. and mo- most of uh, Asian cultures and many european cultures. It's yes. horrific, and so we've already got these images of. Desperate and frightened, lonely old people with nothing other than a shabby uh, equivalent of a Motel Six uh, hotel room, and, and this is where they will end their lives. Very um, true. And then prisons. You know, the, it's uh, anyway. So I'm going to go in serious debts visually. Why? Because no one bothers fucking weed anymore. I mean. And even watching a two minute video is like, what's two minutes? No, you know, uh, uh, three seconds maybe, but no. Uh, our time, uh, our attention span is so short now. It's like time is being compressed. And so I'm going to make it visual. Um, and it's, it's going to be shocking, I promise you. Um, and yet it will be real and the truth. So rather than saying, uh, here's how we're going to fix the homeless problem. First of all, my question is, do any of you truly know what the depth of our homeless problem is? No? Then why the fuck are you trying to fix what you do not understand?
2: Yes. But it sounds and, like it really comes back to ourselves. Like, It's one of the reasons why I really have not been able to get on board with a lot of liberal ideas is because it is all about telling other people what they need to do instead of focusing on just doing it yourself. Like, we need government to fix it instead of maybe I need to go into my own backyard and fix myself first.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's certainly a, a metaphysical or a spiritual or a personal way of looking at it, but I fundamentally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a matter of common sense and human and understanding human nature. This is all this is, and understanding ourselves, you know, and, and our relationships as well. Yeah. I don't know, man. You young kids, I, seriously, you know, I, um, I'm just going to live as long as I can, just to annoy all of you, because
0: <laughs> good,
1: you know, trying to keep you guys, and because you are kids. I, if you're under forty, if you're a kid to me, I'm seventy-four, um. And you know that keeping you guys alive is just damn hard these days. I mean, you get too many distractions. Like, number one, you can't listen to a conversation for more than fifteen seconds because you're just looking for the mouse to click on the next scene. No, I'm finished with this. Let's, let's click on something. No, see. Um, yes. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna punish you guys by living a long time.
0: <laughs> Good. I think it'll be entertaining,
2: so you know, bring it on. we'll welcome you here for it definitely one of the things that um you know maddie and i were talking about before is you know we noticed that you have some um you have written a couple books on yoga and meditation and i know that you live a pretty stressful life when you're trying to avoid the cia um are there any things that you any Things that you do now to kind of help relieve the
1: stress? Well, see, everybody thinks that Janice and I live in stress, and we do not. I <laughs> promise. Well, first of all, we're, we're no longer on the run. I mean, we're in hiding now. So listen, for those of you who don't live life on the edge, being on the run, like we have been for years, or like in the past nine months and the past seven months uh, after leaving the U.S., we were on the run. Uh, We ran from the U.S. to the Bahamas, where we could not be touched by U.S. law because the crime I was charged with, which was uh, some strange income tax uh, fraud, uh, totally unexplained, uh, but nevertheless a felony. Uh, The Bahamas did not have income tax, does not, never has had, Mm -hmm. and therefore was not a crime. Uh, In international law, you may not extradite someone to a country where the crime committed in asking for the extradition is not a crime in your country. Kind of like you events, for example, Muslim countries for, um, you know, going, we we want to stone this woman because she did not wear a veil. Well, you know, listen, in our country, that's not illegal, I don't think. We want to send them back. Mm -hmm. Same thing. So then they tried getting us illegally, but that's a long, long story, even though it was a short period of time. Uh, ending up with us being arrested in the Dominican Republic. Uh, very touchy situation. And So finally, we, we got out of that. We got to London, and um, they, everybody kept trying to send us back to the States, the Bahamas. Cuba went to Cuba. Cuba said, they took us in and said, the, the America's asked for your return, unofficially. There's a lot of official ways. Um, we said we needed a few days to think about it. Uh, mm-hmm. we recommend, Ms. McAfee, that you leave our country within 72 hours. They were just being nice. Um, and we did leave once in the probably We were arrested there, and then they tried to send us back to America. Uh, <laughs> but we got out of that. But, so I said, listen, honey, I'm, I'm tired of one. Why don't we just hide for a while? Because we've got into hiding before. The hiding is tough. We can't have telephones. We don't have telephones. Um, I mean, it's tough only and we don't have access to the facilities that you have when you're on run Because you're on the run. You're in a different country. You know that it's going to take the U.S. months to get anywhere near you. Meanwhile, you've got your next country plan. So that's what we were doing. Uh, now, nobody knows where we are. And we're stationary. And we have no worries at all. I mean, I am. Still, people don't believe it. I am that same John McAfee that founded the entire science of computer security, uh, meaning that I sure as heck know how to break into things. Because if I didn't, how can I protect from it? And if I can protect from it, um, even you know some you know, secretary in, in a um, large building, if I can protect like that, I can sure as fuck protect me. And Janice, when our lives are at stake. So, you know, no one's going to find us. We know that. And uh, are just, again, we're just limited in what we can and cannot do, where we can and cannot go.
0: Okay. But you're free in your mind. And I think, like, oh, one of the reasons. Listen, not,
1: we don't. Uh, <laughs> hey, Miss Janice. Yeah. Do you feel any way not free in either your mind or your body? Yeah, neither do I. She said, "No, without yep. hesitation, I don't feel, I don't feel unfree in either mind, body, or spirit." I mean, good God, you know, I get to go to bed when I want. Uh, listen, when I was a kid, I couldn't fucking do that. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, I listen. I am not constrained in either lucianus. the The constraint is not on our freedom;
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's on our convenience, <laughs> right? That's um true. Because freedom doesn't mean that um, if oh my God I I want to fly to the the moon but I can't I'm not free. No, it just means you're an idiot. Um, you know, you're only free uh, to do uh, what your capabilities are within the environment in which you find yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and if that environment is a jail, uh, listen, I've, I've been in jail. I didn't feel any less free there either. Um, Nothing to do with anything other than your ability to be yourself 100% of the time in all circumstances. That's what freedom is.
0: And I think that's why people probably, you know, one of the reasons, I guess, people <laughs> consider you dangerous or, you know, you're not, you're not going to fit in their boxes because you already know how to get out of them. You already know how to get <clears throat> your way out of them. And so no, I think that's one why you're so vilified.
1: Let's be fair to my detractors. I mean, I am I I am dangerous. I know this. I'm dangerous to your ideals, uh, to your habits, to your stagnant thinking.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm
1: dangerous to the lies that you tell to yourself. So yes, indeed, I am dangerous, and this is the worst kind of dangerous person. I mean. Uh, you know, a, a rampant, angry man with a gun is no threat to the world at large. I mean, call the police, lock your doors, and we're gone soon. But an angry man that can communicate with you as you truly are. No judgments, no expectations. That's a dangerous person.
0: Absolutely.
2: Well, it seems like it is, especially now when we, and maybe it's always been this way, but it seems like our media and our, um, I'm going to just say deep state because there's no better way to really describe them. They seem to be very intertwined with sending out messages to young people, to people in general, um, about how they should think about things. Like every, like just about you, for example, just trying to find you online. Everything I look up on John McAfee it has a sort of a insidious slant of like how I'm supposed to think (laughs) about you. You know what I mean? Yes.
1: I know. I know. I find it humorous, (laughs) but you need to, by the way, you really should look at the video I put out today, which is about, it's just three second clips of all these radical headlines, you know, of um, uh, any vile words you can think of. It's in one of those headlines and I just put them all together. Because when you see them together, it's like, "Fuck, me!" <laughs> you know, this this man needs to be shipped to the moon or something, yeah. <laughs> even burying him on Earth is not safe. I mean, you know, but you're right, it's an insidious little slant. It <laughs> is but so what? So what? It, it, does it matter?: No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. I, have I think it's scary.
2: I think yeah, well, it's not just about you, but I just think <clears throat> it's scary in general how um, the media can make all these slants about any topic and people just yes, get so emotionally into but, whatever they're saying. Yes,
1: but here's the thing. It dies instantly is the allegations against the person or the person who the allegations are appointed to uh, is honest about it. You know, if you did it, you go. It's none of your business. And or, you know, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. Who cares? You know, I haven't been charged. Or, um, you fucking ignore it. <laughs> and in the ignoring of it, the energy disappears. The yes. energy that everybody had, because you know, people used to. It doesn't happen a lot anymore. People were you know, in interviews, especially on CNN or something, this pops some power with a question, you know, did you, did you eat those children in Cincinnati in 1993? <laughs> with ketchup. <laughs> Pardon?
0: I said no. with ketchup.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just, I ignore it. It's just like, I mean, to, to to even glance at it gives it some sort of credence. I mean, seriously. So if, if you're walking down a path and there's an ant, I mean, with a, a sign that's so small, you've got to get a magnifying glass out to read it. And the sign says, this is my fucking path. Don't go any further. <laughs> what are you going to do? Are you going to sit there and, oh, please, can I? Or sit down and negotiate? Fuck you, ignore it. I mean, it's like you have to do you, know, you might think, what where is that ant getting its drugs? Um,
2: <laughs> All right, so we have less than three minutes left, and the meeting is going to end here. I just wanted to get quick. John McAvee, what advice do you have for just for us in general? And I know you've given us a lot already. Any Any closing ideas?
1: Yeah, Do what you love and only what you love. And by that, I mean in every aspect of your life. If if you don't wake up on a Monday morning with the attitude, whoa, thank God, I get to go back to work. I love my life life at home. I love my life at work. And I'm excited. And if on Friday, you don't feel slightly sad that, I mean, it's great to be able to get home and, you know, but slightly sad that work is over and you wish it could have gone on longer. If that's not how you look at work, why the fuck are you doing it? I mean, I think of this, you might only live once in this life. And if you do, good God, how are you going to explain to yourself at the end of this that you spent 40 fucking years getting up at 6 a.m. and commuting to an office where you sat in a window's Airless environment with artificial light, five days a week, with a few weeks off every year where they let you out of jail and then you're back, and you realize that you didn't really love a single second of it. Well, God, how would you explain that? No, if you don't love it, don't do it. Stop. I mean, if you were in love with your spouse or your significant other, at the beginning it was roses and and sweet desire, lust, and all these things, all packaged into perfection, but maybe seven years later, one of those things has faded away. Maybe it's lust. I believe Mm -hmm. that happened. Um, And yet you're still there pretending that the relationship you currently have is the same, only perhaps grown closer. That rationale for God damn, I'm not happy, but I'm not leaving because we've grown closer. No, be honest with yourself. You can't please somebody else and you can't make them happy if you are making yourself miserable in the process. That's right. And so do only what you love.
2: Well, that's a good place to end it then. Um, All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for talking to us. Thanks for joining us.
1: You're very welcome.